Hello and welcome to Tammy Ginders. And I suppose some of you will be wondering how on earth we got to come back for another series. But here we are taking a look at the wild, the wonderful and the downright weird things around the Isle of Man. What more could we say about the programme? Well, it is pretty much anything and everything. And this week, starting off with uh, maybe a seasonal theme. Well, you say that, but we're a little bit past this season now, I think. Well, we are, I suppose, technically, because what we're talking about is uh, foraging, or more specifically, blackberries. And... Who hasn't gone out blackberrying this year is what I want to know. We get a great selection of blackberries outside our front door, literally. The hedges uh, just outside where we live are usually covered in you them. You don't have to go far then. No, not usually, except if you're not quick enough, then the neighbours are wise to this and they arrive with their buckets to just strip the hedges. And I do get a little do bit you go territorial. Out? Do you go out with your rolling pin and wave and say, get off there, It's, it's my, really tempting. But, berries. you know, they are nature's gift to us all, aren't they? But the big question, as you will hear, is when are you supposed to stop picking them? This is true. And i tell you one other thing, raised by our very own Marcus Tylius in the studio next door, do they taste different depending on where you pick them? Oh, let's find That's out. That's a new one. We are in the north of the island on a lovely autumnal afternoon after a fairly wet day yesterday. So the ground's pretty wet, pretty marshy. I don't know whether this is the best day to try this, but we are doing one of your, um, one of your I wonder where this goes idea. It's a great title, isn't it? I mean, you, I couldn't have come up with any better. Um, the idea behind this one is that we find footpaths that we haven't been along before and go and find out where they go. Hence the title, I wonder where that goes. So where we're standing, there is a telegraph pole behind us. Uh, There is a green lane sign with a little horse and a a bike on it. I bet you loads have got it already. (laughs) Sure. Sounds like a quiz we do, doesn't it? Um, And yeah, we are up north, sort of we turned left at Balaf and kept driving until we found this lane. Here we are. Where's Beth wandering? Could be a whole new series here. Where's Beth been? No. (laughs) Don't answer that, whatever you do. Uh, so we brought our uh, yes, we brought our uh, junior ramble along as well, of course, just to make sure uh, all's above board. And um, what we're also going to do while we're at it yeah. is because it's I know I've been down a bit of this lane before. It's laden with brambles on the side, and there seemed to have been a goodly number there this year. And our own Marcus Tylius had come up with the theory earlier in the year that depending on where you pick your blackberries. They taste different, so you could sort of, you know, start blackberrying at one end of the lane, or as we are here, so there's blackberries just a few feet in front of us. I guarantee there will be blackberries a bit further down. And he reckons you can actually taste the difference, and some of them might be really sweet, and some of them might be a bit sour, and some of them might be in between, a bit like the sort of three bears. Does it depend if they've been weed on by dogs? Well, yes, so we're going to go for ones higher up, so unless there's a Great Dane on stilts, we should be safe. Okay. Um, the only slight issue I have with blackberrying is we're already into October. We should have stopped by now, shouldn't now, we? Now, that raises <laughs> another, uh, opens another Pandora's box of when you stop picking blackberries. And I, I was on this very lane two or three weeks back, uh, blackberrying, and a lady came along. This has sort of sparked it off a bit. And I started chatting to her. She was there with her daughter or granddaughter, and we were chatting away. And uh, I got onto this topic about when you should stop. And I said, oh, We've got another week or so yet until the end of September. And she says, oh, no, 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 no. It's the end of October. 
after the end of October, you mustn't pick them. Oh. Yeah. And, and she said, oh, then. aren't you Manx? I said, yes, well, you should know that. She said, because the reason is, it's because the witch flies over on the 31st and wheeze on them. <laughs> OK, then. Well, we're fine, because I haven't got my broomstick with me, and... Um... I don't need a wee. So, Good enough. Let's so, go. I don't know whether that's uh, so whether it's the end of September, whether it's the end of October. Um, I thought it was the end of September as well. But anyway, we're going to try some. There, there are some, they're, they're awfully high is okay. the only issue I've got. Have you got a big blackberry picker? Uh, <laughs> yes, my hand. <laughs> okay, I'll right. hold this then. Okay, you hold that then. Let's try it. We, so we try a couple of this end? Yes. Right. So there's a couple there. Holly, do you like blackberries? Yeah. We went blackberry picking a few weeks ago, didn't we? We've got quite a few. No, dog won't definitely not have weed on those. He's reaching very high up. We've got a dog with wings. A dog with wings. Do you want to try one as well, pal? Yep, she's a good um, blackberry checker. It is the most glorious day. It was a horrendous start this morning. And the sun has really come out now and it's like that perfect autumnal day where it's just slightly chilly but not so much that you want to be inside. Right. Okay, so we've got three here. Holly, are you going to try one? Which one do you want to try? Mm. That one. I'll have that one. You have that one. one. Okay. Okay. What do we think? Hmm, that's a really nice one actually. That was really nice. Sweet. Sweet. What do you think? Nice one? Tiny bit sour. Tiny yeah. bit sour, just a tiny bit, yeah. Okay. okay. All right, well, let's walk so, along to find some more. We've got a bit further down and see if we go 20 or 15 yards down here and see if they taste different. Okay. So, just a little bit further down. I'm surprised at how many there are still around here. Uh, this is a good spot. I feel like I've come to one of those secret places that I didn't know about. Right, here we are. It's a little bit soft. Three more. What you got? A really juicy one. Oh, is that a really juicy one? Is that a nice one? Right, I'll try these one. Just a bit further down. Does that taste any different? Do you know what? I would say that's a little bit tartar. What do you think? Hmm. You can't taste any difference at all, can you? Quite nice. Similar. Mm. You're right, if anything. A little bit tartar. I wouldn't say there's a radical difference there. But perhaps a little bit different. We see him. Something in that. In the bush. What Where? is that? Where? See the leaves? Oh, is it just. It might just. Oh, I don't know what it is. Do you see something sort of. Oh, it's a leaf. I no, think it's a leaf. leaf. Yeah, it's just a wet leaf. I thought it was an exciting animal. Right, okay. Let, I think we need to walk a little bit further. Right. And. Uh, so, so far, those two, similar ish, or possibly. Possibly the second one slightly tarter. Okay. Okay. Onwards and downwards. Right. So we're a couple hundred yards further down. More blackberries, as we thought. Who's going to try one of these? Do you want to try one each? Okay. There we go. I'll have that little one in the middle. I take the little stalk off. Well, I'll have this little one on the end and see how these different. Oh, oh, that's really tart, isn't it? This is sour. Yeah. Mm. yeah I, think different, actually. I think that's much tarter than the other one. Mm. So it appears there is truth in this. Now, depending on where you get your blackberries, they can be very different. I mean, that definitely is 
charged them before. Yeah. Mm. No doubt about that one. Mm. I mean, it's not unpleasant. No. But uh, yeah, definite. Yeah, definite difference in the old sugar levels. Who would have known? You know, I've been picking blackberries for years. I've never thought of that before. Well, I guess there are different varieties, aren't there? Like anything, there's going to be slightly different ones. You would have thought. Well, I'm guessing in the sort of because these are all wild, they'll all be sort of hybrids anyway. Um, you know, they'll all be mixing with each other. So, who knows? But they're definitely. <laughs> I mean, that's only a couple of hundred yards, and yet that is a different flavour. Yeah, interesting. Okay, well, we're going to plug on down this track. How fascinating this must be for the listener. Yeah. <laughs> listening to us jumping on blackberries. I've finished jumping. No, I couldn't get anything better. I've still got a bit of my teeth, actually. Oh, great. I'll get that on camera. Right, onwards down this track and see how it goes. If indeed we know, or can find it. The other end, that is. No answer to that one either, is there, realistically? And uh, that actually, whilst I remember, brings us on to another of your ideas. So it was two in one there, really, two for the price of one. So we were doing our blackberry test whilst we're out and about, but also, as we alluded to at the beginning of that, another of your um, ideas for what we can do, a little something different out and about in the Manx countryside. Well, yeah, I mean, it's probably not the best time of year at the moment to go out for walks. You know, the weather can be a little bit temperamental, but when it does permit, or if you don't mind the rain, if you've got decent enough waterproof clothing... Finding these little footpaths that are all around the island and finding out where they go, I think it's just fascinating. And this was one that I must have driven past several times and I've often wondered, oh, I wonder where that goes. Um, and we did find out, indeed, we where did. it went. And we'll hear that on uh, next week's programme. But there must be loads of these around the island. So if you've got a favourite footpath that possibly is a little bit hidden, that not many people uh, might have gone down unless they're local to the area, then do let us know because we want to go out walking and find these little hidden gems. That's not a bad idea. And there are dozens of them. The one thing it never ceases to amaze me around the Isle of Man is, having lived here most of my life, apart from sojourns at sort of college and living away in London for a time. But, I mean, I still go places and go out walking and think, I don't think I've ever been here before. And we have done this previously on the programme, even when we went down. Do you remember doing the stalagmites and stalactites uh, just down the road near Kewegg here? There's a little footpath that takes you uh, just behind the road. It's not very long, but it's really lovely, quite charming. You drive past it countless times, would never know it was there. So this is what we're going to seek out. I'm going to find out where these paths go. I wonder where that goes. I wonder if there's a catchier name, maybe, but we'll work on it. But we're still on the subject of these blackberries. Um, I think we discovered that, indeed, they do taste different depending on where you pick them, even along the same path. Mm. But as to this idea of when should you stop picking them, is it the end of September? Is it the end of October because of the witch weeing on them? That's not a very nice thought. There was only one person we could go to for clarification on this issue, James Franklin from Culture Vannin. Well, it's quite hard to find. I know that uh, traditions about ending picking blackberries are common across the British Isles, but actually in the Isle of Man, I can only find one reference and it is talking about Thale Simon, the Feast of Simon, on the 28th of October. And in the Manx tradition, this is the date after which you shouldn't be picking blackberries. And it is said that this is because the club will be on the blackberries. And this, we think, is just mildew. Mm. And so it's not really a very kind of folklore um, stopping of it. There's no particularly exciting story. Sadly, it's just, they're a bit funny, don't pick them after this. And that's the 28th of October? Yes, it is. Yeah. 
So that might possibly link in, because I was out uh, a few weeks back picking blackberries up Jerby Way, and uh, there was a lady there who was doing the same, and we started chatting a bit, and we got on to this thing about when you should stop picking them, and I said, oh, it's the end of September, which was close to that time then. And she said, no, 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 it's the end of October. And I said, so aren't you Manx? I said, yes, well, you should know then. It's the end of October because it's after Ginny the Witch has come over and weed on them. And I said, well, I've never heard that one before. But it might have a very loose link to what you're saying there, really. Um, the idea of, yeah, by the end of October, they could have mildew. And Yeah, yeah I'd, I'm not a scientist. So I don't know where mildew comes from, but it might indeed be from witch's urine. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> but you did find a little riddle. I did. And so um, you can perhaps um, riddle this. What is white as milk, but milk it isn't? Green as grass, grass it isn't. Red as blood, but blood it isn't. Black as soot, soot it isn't. Oh. Any suggestions, anyone? No. <laughs> blank faces all round. <laughs> it's apparently a blackberry. Because, of course, blackberries go through the different phases of its flowering and budding and blacking out as it were it's um that's what it is james franklin from culture van and a font of knowledge and all these things um was fascinating we're talking to him about various things we're out there coming up towards a hot tune as well of course and yes it's it's a curious one and that it would appear that if there is any manx custom it is towards the end of october for when you should stop picking them which would make sense because i don't know even walking around now there are still quite a few blackberries around so it would be a shame to think oh you could have uh, could have had more of them but you won't pick them because it's not the uh, it's it's past the end of September so um, so yeah and I know we mentioned on late lunch and a couple of people sort of said again it was this same sort of theme of oh the witch sort of comes over and curses them or uh, the witch wheeze on them or this sort of thing and I think it will be linked back to what James I think was mentioning there as well that basically by the time you get late in the season, if it's mild, there might still be fruiting, but you quite often start getting, you know, bugs, or you might get little maggots in, or you might get, uh, you know, uh, botrytis sort of mildew on them and such Ooh. like. And basically they're not Ooh. so nice to You don't eat. want a maggot in your blueberry so or I suppose blackberry, do you? Not ideally. Probably wouldn't do you any harm because it's just been eating blackberries. But, Ooh. You know. no. 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 Uh, and as for the other one, thank you to Marcus Talius for that because uh, he was mentioning that on his uh, morning programme. He floated that a while back in peak blackberry season and said, yes, how he'd been at himself. And yeah, I'd never thought of that before, as I mentioned there, this idea that, yes, blackberries can taste different. And yeah, I think I think we satisfied ourselves that that's true. I think we did, even on that small stretch of path that we were on. So uh, look forward to next year. Maybe we can try them from different parts of the island. Now you're talking. This is Tamagindis on Manx Radio with Beth and Howard. And if you are regular listeners to this series, you will know... Who isn't? ...that, uh, well, if you're a regular listener at all, are you there? Are you there? Um you will know that every week we like to do a bit of a challenge. Now, this one, not so much of a challenge, um, shall I say, in the end product. This is more of a challenge uh, that you suggested in actually putting together this piece of apparatus. All will become clear. Basically, there was something lurking in your garage and you decided that we should give it a try. Yeah, and it wasn't my car. It wasn't your car. Would you let me drive your car? No. Oh. A lovely autumn day. At the weekend down at Glenwillen, not many people here, apart from Howard, who's desperately looking at some instructions. Leg A, leg B. Right. And I can assure you this is going to be something quite out of this world. What are we doing here? Well, we thought we'd try the uh, spin copter stomp rocket. Right. But you haven't got a clue how to put it together. Not do you need really, me to no. do it? Yeah. Do you know how to do it? So what we need to do is 
So this is one of those stomp rocket things with like helicopter blades on the rocket. So we thought we'd see uh, what we can manage with it. Right. Uh, we've got you, we've got um, little you, and we've got me. So we'll see if we can do the best. Okay. Uh, we just need to put it together. So on a level surface, place leg C notches over leg B. Sounds like an instruction for life, that. Just does, doesn't it? Yeah. Right, well, well let's your put life, anyway. leg down there. Right, okay. Right. Which one's leg C then? There's leg Place C. leg C notches C. over leg B. Oh, just give it to me. Right. Give it to me. This is painful. Hold that. Just hold it. I got it. Leg A must be inserted between leg B and leg C. Right, so put that in between there. Right, excellent. Has she broken it? No. I've broken it. I've fixed it. Oh, there. right, there we go. Right. Looking good. There we are. There. Right, now what? Okay. Right, now, launch tube and hose must be attached so that the tubing runs directly above and parallel to leg A. Directly? I didn't say directly, I said directly. Okay, right, here's the tube and hose. I'm oh, flipping it. Do you know a stomp rocket is normally just this bit? I mean, trust you to have a more complicated one. Well, I presume this goes in here, doesn't it? Well, go on then. So she's unscrewing the wing nut and then she's going to attach a little tube onto... Uh, well, I presume it goes in there like that. It is. Stick it in a hole like that. There we go. I expect you've had practice for this sort of thing. You could clearly do with some more. You're not wrong there. So now you stick the thing on the end, pump it up and off you go. Okay, so do we put it at an angle? No. Alright, do it was vertical, do we? Set the launching stand in the middle, make sure the launching tube is pointing upwards, because you want the rocket to go okay. up, don't you? Right. There's no car coming, is there? No, not yet, no car. Right, no. there is the helicopter stomp rocket. Three, two, one. Well, that went, didn't it? Right, Holly, leave that there and then we'll see who goes the furthest. Okay, so here's Beth, ready for number two. Three, two, one. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Rubbish. Weight is a useful factor in this. Clear evidence on that is I am the winner. So Beth's going to have a mark two go. <clears throat> Get it right down to the bottom, as it were. Now we're talking. Hey. Well... Hours of fun. It still works. It's been in the garage for years, but hey, all good. Stomp rocket. Who's the best, do you reckon? I've got to go home for tea. <laughs> uh, there's a video of that, I think. Yeah. I okay. think I might have lost it. Have you? Mm. Are you going to put it online? No. Beth won't put it online then, so when she hasn't, you won't be able to see it. Well, I think, you know, good suggestion, H, good suggestion. I think while you may have had more oomph behind your rocket launching... You clearly wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't been there to put the whole thing together. That's what we've you learned. You were helpful on that side of things. Yeah. 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 It's true. It's, it's, um, yeah. And it's, I don't know. Have you got, I do have these sort of, you must have some of these things kicking around. I've got the stomp rocket. I've got, what I really wanted to do, if I could do it again, was a proper rocket, mm. in as much as we used to do the Estes uh, um, proper powered rockets, which yeah. had real rocket engines in. And there's one that you used to be able to get, which I was trying to find but it seems rather hard now, which has a camera on board. Right. And so you can launch it up to about 1,500 feet yeah. with a camera, and that sort of takes a shot and then comes down on yeah. a parachute with you looking up That's going to really work well. Let's see if we can find that, shall we? Um, I can Tam again this here on Manx Radio. I'm moving on, and it's not far now until the 31st of October, which of course means it's Hop Tune. Now, if you listened... Get your turnips at the ready. ...to us last year then you might remember that we went along to what was reputedly the most haunted house in the Isle of Man, that is uh, Milne Town. We stayed the night. 
Nothing very much happened. There were a few little bumps maybe in the night that we couldn't quite explain. So we thought we'd head back there again this year. And there is a special programme coming up this weekend at 8pm here on Manx Radio where you can hear exactly what happened when we returned to Milne Town. But I just want to set a little bit of intrigue here because once again uh, some recorders were placed we had Chris Pearson and you stayed overnight and some recorders were placed around the house while you were both in in one particular room sleeping so yours was outside Lady Edward's suites Mm -hmm. Chris Pearson's was on the top floor outside a room which is supposed to be very very haunted I think that was the room where there was meant to be someone was thrown out of bed one time several years ago I'm not going to give too much away okay but something did come up on this recording. Charles Gard is the director of the trustees for the Milne Town Estate and we played him what comes up on this recording. Just have a listen to his reaction. So Charles, mm-hmm. we've just played you the clip. I mean, we think it sounds a little bit like footsteps. I mean, you think it sounds almost like a, a sound effect. The whole point of this is that we'll have to rely on the honesty of those people involved. There was Chris and Howard sleeping in the green bedroom, and we've calculated on the sound file there that's probably coming up to 4am. I can guarantee there'll be nobody in the house. None of the gardeners, no-one will have come in. because You haven't got someone living there that you didn't know about? Well, there could be someone we don't know about living there, but we've not yet seen them. And this is the upper floor where we are doing work, but the footsteps, they just seem dislocated. There's no, as you've mentioned, there's no footsteps going there and where do they go afterwards it's just as though someone has suddenly come to life walked half a dozen steps and that's all we hear how can i explain that i don't know we need to send it away for analysis i think we should do i mean obviously as charles was saying uh, it was chris and myself were the only people there we had locked the front door and the back door before we went to bed and And we all said no messing around i mean because that's that would just ruin the whole i will happily take any you know (laughs) lie detector i there's no point in doing it from my point of view and Chris has been of the same throughout this when we did last year as well so look we're going to do it folks no messing around otherwise we're just wasting our time I think if Howard here had been asleep and Chris had have gone upstairs you'd have heard him coming you'd have heard a creak there is none of that unless that is a BBC sound effect superimposed into that file which would be very difficult to do then it's a genuine recording and how likely is it now that you will spend the night at Milton? It is even less likely than it ever was. Right, we're not going to say any more about this for the time being. You need to listen to the special Hoptune programme this Saturday at 8pm. I think you'll find it's 8.30, Beth. It'd be particularly spooky if everyone tunes in only to find the programme's finished. Make up your own minds. We will talk about it more next week. But we've reached the point of the programme now where we take a little bit of a dig around in the Manx Radio archives, H. We do. This is Lucky Dipsine. It's at the end of the corridor on the upstairs of Manx Radio there is the archive room. It is still being sorted, as it has been for about the last 50 years, full of all sorts of treasures, gradually getting uh, a put together and organised and hopefully they'll go online at some stage. We go in there, we take a look at it and see what we find. I've just dug this one straight out. It is time to remember March the 28th, 2007. Barbara Walker, Bert Walker, Jill Kelly and the wonderful Cobblers. David Coster's programme. Terrific stuff. Have a listen. Barbara Walker at her keyboard. For many years, she was the accompanist for the productions of the Manx Operatic Society and numerous other local musical events. Born Barbara Taggart in Douglas in 1924, she still practices most days, sometimes making use of her claviola. 
It's a device based on the old player pianos, and it enables her to play along with difficult pieces and improve her technique. Barbara took up piano lessons at an early age. Well, I first went to Mona Cannell, but I didn't stay long with her, and then I went to Emily Christian when I was 10. And I've never looked back since. She was a wonderful teacher. I found I could play by ear, but she had to knock that all out of me so I could get chording correctly, yes. which I did. You had a piano at home, presumably? Yes, just an ordinary, ordinary upright. And my parents were just in the church choir. They weren't musicals or mm. didn't play the piano or anything, or organ. No. So I was, it, it, it was a gift. I really want truly was a gift, my piano playing. But it's, it's worked out wonderfully well for you. Oh, I mean, absolutely. How many uh, operatic shows have you accompanied, would you say? Well, um, I had a break. I think it must be... 13 or 14? 20. No, really? nearly, nearly 20. Yes. Yes, and then I was the official accompanist in the Guild then. Time to remember. Nine years. Wonderful stuff. How difficult is Fantastic it series. Do miss Cobblers. Really do. What a voice. We might have more of him in our Lucky Dip series. We'll be back same time, same place next week. Cheerio.